0: Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Lord, we glorify your name. We exalt you, Heavenly Father. Have your way, O God. Be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you're in here with me. And those of you who are here, thank you for being here. Um, Your being here is an encouragement to me as we press on. Um, So if you're in here, appreciate yourself. Appreciate yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want to share a scripture with you before we pray, just to encourage you in the place of prayer. It's taken out of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter, verses 23 and 24. This Jesus speaking, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them and and that that's that's an amazing scripture it's almost like a blank check in prayer. Jesus says, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And and just this verse before that, he says as long as you're coming without any doubt in your hand, in your heart. And most of us know that's the big challenge. Because you're saying the prayer, but there's some doubt in your heart. So how do we deal with that doubt? How do we start to knock off the doubt? Well, the simplest way is not to pray your own prayer, but to pray God's word. And so you, in doing that, you transfer the responsibility for what you're saying to God. Uh, most of us, it's a lot easier to believe God um, especially as we get closer, we know him. The more we know him, the more we, we, our faith rises. And so let's keep our focus on him as we pray. Um, we're not trying to figure it out in our int- with our intellects. We're not trying to uh, figure it out in a natural way. But we're saying, God, if you said it in your word, then we can believe it. Because the doing of it depends not on me, but on you. Amen? So let your faith rise for some of the things you're praying praying for and some of the things you're believing God for. And why should your faith rise? Because God said it. It's a promise He made. It's in His Word to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And today we're going to pray through the scriptures that God gave us about doing a new thing. In our lives. As I thought about this. I thought Lord. If I have never heard you in my life. I am 101% certain. That I heard you on this one. Without any doubt in my mind. God has spoken to us. And he spoke to us. Not just with one scripture. That would have been enough. But he spoke to us with two sets of scriptures. It was as if he wanted to reinforce, buttress what he was saying to us as a people. These are scriptures that have defined our lives completely. That have defined us completely. And so we read those scriptures. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I want you to hold on to that scripture as your scripture. I'm not speaking to many people. I am speaking by God's grace to you. This is God speaking to you. He is saying to you, don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I am doing a new thing in your life. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even, he is saying to you, make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's your personal scripture. And then we go on to the second scripture. But in this case, I will read two verses before it just to give it context. The scripture is Songs of Songs, the second chapter and the 13th verse in the Passion Translation. And it's partic- that particular translation, that's how the Lord spoke it to me. But I read verses 11, 12, and 13 because it, it sets the tone. The season has changed. That's God's word to you. God is saying to you, the season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing, God says to you, and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, in our land. Filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. The Spirit of God is stirring you up to guide you forth. And God asks you a question. This is God speaking to you. Forget I'm up here. Forget you're watching me, but hear the voice of God asking you a question. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? God says to you, the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. God says to you, the, the budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The Lord says to you, the fragrance of their flowers, whispers, there is change in the air. And then this is what he says to you from that heart of love that he has for us. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place for now is the time to arise and come away with me there are six prayer points I want us to pray concerning those two scriptures the first one is that God will help you to embrace this word to personalize the word to really know that God is speaking to you With 12 disciples in the boat. When Jesus spoke the word come, it was only one person who received it, embraced it, knew it was the Lord speaking to him. And he was the only one who responded and the only one who walked on water. I want you to pray and say, Father, by your spirit help me to embrace this word. Let me know that you're speaking to me. Let it not just be a word spoken of our community. Not a word, not just a word spoken of our people. But Lord, let me know that you are speaking to me and give me the grace to embrace the word. God, can we lift your voice in prayer wherever you are and just talk to your Father in heaven? You see, it's a work of the Spirit. The Spirit does a work in your heart and you suddenly know that that's God speaking to me. That Word is for me. It's the Lord who's telling me that He wants to do a new thing. It comes alive and it begins to shape your life. It shapes everything because you know that it is God who's speaking to you. Go and ask God to help you by His Spirit to embrace this Word. The Bible says Jehoshaphat as he was encouraging the children of Israel in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 20. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Father, help me to believe. Help me to believe in you. Help me to believe that this word is from you. Help me to believe, oh God, this prophetic word. Help me not to look at man, but help me, Heavenly Father, to hear your voice, oh God. Help me to know that this is a defining word that you have sent to me. Help me to hold on to it, O God. Help me to have expectation in the word. Help me to believe for a manifestation of the word. Help me to treat the word that you have sent with reverence, Heavenly Father. O God, help me, O God. Help me, help me, Heavenly Father. Help me, O God. Sweet Spirit of the living God, come and do a work in my heart. Let my heart be like, like, like fertile ground. And let this word that falls upon my heart bear fruit because I have embraced it in my heart, Heavenly Father. Oh God, come, come and help me, help me, help me, help me. Let it not be another person's word. Let it be my word, Heavenly Father. Let me read it and let it come alive. Let it shape my life. Let it galvanize me to prayer. Let it lead to expectation in my heart that the word will bear fruit. Father, we thank you, O God. Lord, we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. The second prayer point is a very important one. What held the disciples back in the boat? What stops people when they know it is God from embracing the Word of God and moving on? God dealt with it at the start of the prophetic word to the children of Israel and to us. He knew that the past was a challenge. That the past seeks to hold a lot of us down. And so his charge to them was, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I can't move on because of that broken relationship. I can't go forward because of those memories. I can't try again because the business failed. The past casts a shadow over the present and aborts the future. The mistakes I made are holding me bound. My mindset tells me because of the kind of family I come from, I can't expect what the Bible paints in front of me as my future. Because I have a divorce, the enemy keeps telling me you don't have a chance of a remarriage. But it's not just The challenging things. Sometimes it's the success. It worked before. Why change a winning team? And so God had to say to them, you've got to put the past where it should be. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. That word consider means don't dwell on the things of old. Don't think about it. Stop ruminating over it. Don't let it fill your mind. Don't let it live in your mind. God wants to do a new thing. So someone here has to decide tonight, I am cutting the ties with the past. Tonight I am placing it where it should be. Tonight I am determined that it won't cast a shadow over my present and it won't truncate my future. It doesn't matter what happened. They spoke about me. They talked about me. They told lies about me. Does it matter what happened in the past? And yes, it was good. Yes, it was successful. And yes, I wish it would continue. But God says, I'm doing a newer thing. Will you rise, rise in the spirit and declare that the past is the past? I want you to break every tie with the past, whatever it was. What is stopping you from moving into the future? The pain of the past, the failure of the past, the words you heard in the past. Will you trust God by His Spirit to separate you tonight from your past? It will not hold you down. Will someone lift their voice and declare that? It will not hold you down. Father, I draw a line, O God. And the past stays in the past, Heavenly Father. Father, I am determined that as I embrace this word, I'm going into my new heavenly father. Yes, Lord, I made mistakes, but the blood of Jesus has covered, the, washed, covered those mistakes and washed me clean, oh God. Yes, Lord, I took a wrong turn, oh God, but you have put me back on track, heavenly father. Yes, Lord, I shouldn't have gone in that direction, oh God, but you've corrected my path, oh God. Father, I, I speak to my mind and I declare that those memories are in the past in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes my mind clean. A clean slate I have as I go into the new. Go on. You know what is personal to you. Go on. Declare it to God as you ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to cut the ties. Cut the ties. To cut the ties. To cut the ties. I want someone to declare that it is in the past. Go on. Declare it by faith that it is. It is in the past. Oh, God of mercy. God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now arise. I declare to someone, it's your time to now arise because the past is in the past. Father, give us the grace, oh God to put the past in the past, not to spend so long, oh God, considering it, dwelling on it, oh God, thinking about it so that it has become a paralyzing on, on us, oh God. Father, I thank you and I bless you, oh God. Father, the past is in the past, oh God. Father, the past will not hold me down, oh God. I will go forward to fulfill your assignment, to fulfill your call, your purpose of my life, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now the scripture says the season for singing and pruning has arrived. And it might seem a paradox, a contradiction. Because if I am being pruned... If the gardener has the the gardening fork in his hand and is breaking off twigs that are dead, that are not bearing any fruit, if I was the plant, why would I be rejoicing? Because there's an element of discomfort and pain as it's being broken off. So how come... Singing and pruning are in the same sentence. It's all a matter of knowledge. The truth you know sets you free. I know that I am being pruned because the Lord needs that out of the way so that something fresh can grow, something new can grow. And so whilst I'm being pruned, whilst he's dealing with this and dealing with that, And shining the searchlight into the depths of my being. And showing me uncomfortable things about myself. Whilst he's passing me through a a situation that stretches my faith. And as my faith is being stretched like anything being stretched. I feel I'm being stretched. It's uncomfortable. But I'm singing as I'm being stretched. I'm singing as the light is shining in. I'm singing as I'm being pruned. Because I know that if God is doing this, then what is ahead is glorious. There's going to be growth. There's going to be acceleration. There's going to be movement. There's going to be progression. And it is coming from the pruning. And so I sing whilst I'm being pruned. So I want to ask you to pray and say, Lord, prune me. But give me the grace to sing while it is still happening. Give me the knowledge that sets me free to know that all things are working together for my good. Because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. So if that's you, why don't you lift up your voice and give God permission. Lord, prune me. Whatever, whatever is a hindrance to what you want to do. Whatever is stopping me from moving forward. Whatever the enemy wants to use to trap me, to trick me. Whatever is the weight that I am carrying that I shouldn't be carrying. The encumbrance that, that seeks to weigh me down. Lord, you know what it is, O oh God. In my personality, my character, in the things that I do, in the relationships I have, whatever it is, Lord, prune, O oh God. Prune, Heavenly Father. Lord, I yield myself to the pruning, O oh God. gone from the bottom of your heart. Let God know that you mean it. I yield myself to the pruning. I yield myself to the pruning. Because I know that you can't do anything that is harmful to me. I yield myself to the pruning. Father, prune, O oh God. Prune. Because, Father, the gardener prunes, O oh God, so that the plant can flourish. And I know this pruning, O oh God, is to make me flourish, Heavenly Father. And so I say, Father, prune, O oh God. Search my heart, as the psalmist says. He says in Psalm 62, verse 1, examine me. One translation says, re-examine me search my heart heavenly father anything that is displeasing oh god that will stop me from moving forward stop me from getting closer to you father take it out of my life i release those things oh god i release those things heavenly father that have held that have caused me to be held back prune me oh god and father I need it all oh god I continue to give you praise and glory. I'm singing your praises, O oh God, as I go through the stretching, Heavenly Father, as I go through the pruning, O oh God, as you increase my faith, O oh God, by causing me to lift those heavy weights, O oh God. I say, Heavenly Father, help me, O oh God. Help me. Help me, Heavenly Father. Go on. Talk to your Father about the pruning. Nobody can talk to Him about it like you can because you're the one experiencing it. Sometimes he's withholding something that you want. It's part of the pruning. Not that he can't give it to you, but he's holding it back that you might be better able to use it when he gives it to you. Father, we thank you, O God. O God of mercy, Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. One of the biggest tragedies is where something that should benefit you, something that should make a material difference, something that is monumental, Something that is life changing is happening around you and you are not aware of it. May that never be your portion. That the Lord is moving and you are unaware of the move of God. That to you it just seems like life in the same lane. And that's what God says to the children of Israel. He says, shall you not know it the songs of songs asks it as a question and you can hear God asking that question can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you can't you discern it can't you see that it has changed don't you taste it can't you smell it hasn't it defined your life I, don't, I can't wake up without thinking these things I'm sharing with you. That's all I seem to be able to talk about. Because I can see it and sense it and so can you by God's grace. I can discern that it's not business as usual. I spent two hours this afternoon talking to Pastor Tokbe, who is in, interestingly Jubilee Church on the same journey that we are on. Just a couple of steps ahead of us and the time we had together talking about what the new church looks like and he was saying to me he came into this church four times on a Sunday without telling me and just sat down listening to me and he went home and told his wife Pastor Agu sees the new and he was so excited about it because God had been saying the same thing to him do you see the new for your life? Can you sense the new for your life? Hasn't it dawned on you that that season is over? There's a new thing God wants to do with you. You've never been there before. It's unprecedented. That's why it's new. You should be excited at the the thought of it. And it doesn't look like what you think it should look like. Can you not descend this new day of destiny? God asked, breaking forth around you. God says the early signs. Can't you see them? The early signs. They haven't formed yet, Mark. But Mark, we can see the early signs. That's why you're here praying all this every single day for us, because we can see the early signs. I taste it, Ayo. That's why your father is excited. I taste it. I can see the early signs. I'm excited about the future. And people, someone says, says to me, but with all the uncertainty in the present, yes. Because God has gone past the present. He's not here where we are, He's not like us. He doesn't dwell in time. So He has seen the end from the beginning and He has shown us a glimpse of the end, and it is exciting. He says, the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. He says, the budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. Someone say, Spirit of the living God. Spirit of discernment. Open my eyes. Go on, pray that prayer. Open my eyes. They are not your natural eyes. They are your spiritual eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Let me see. Let me feel the excitement. Let me tingle with anticipation at what you're doing. Let me see, oh God. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. Show me, Lord. Show me in your different positions for yourself. Yes, show me. For your team, yes, show me. For the family, yes, show me. Show me these new things, Lord. That's what keeps us going and excites us. He gives us a glimpse of the future. It's a vision, that's what it is called. You get a sense of where you're going. Elijah is praying with such fervency because he can see a time when there'll be an outpouring of rain. Oh, God. I come against every form of spiritual blindness in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against every spirit that seeks to distract. Father, I ask that your spirit will give us a keen nose to smell. Keen eyes to see, Heavenly Father. That our discernment will rise, O God. That we will be able to know that this is God. God is moving. This is the new. Father, we thank you, O God. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now we want to pray for grace to handle the change. You don't even need to be a... Forget, don't, even, don't worry about the spiritual. In a secular sense, they pay a fortune to, to hire consultants to come and help change management. Thank God you don't have to spend your life savings trying to handle the change. You just have to connect with the Spirit of God. That's the greatest change manager that ever existed. And so you want to pray, Holy Spirit, I know change is coming. I might not be prepared for it. I might not understand it. It might be daunting. There might be a bit of trepidation. But Spirit of the living God you are my helper that's what it was called I now ask for help to manage change and manage it in a way that takes me to the next level and glorifies God, will you ask the Holy Spirit to do that for you, to be able to manage change the flowers whisper there is change in the air, there is change that is coming, but Father you can help me to flow with the river of change to not be a hindrance to what you want to do Mandele le de deki yente le broko roboste. Come Father and help me, O God. Bari boboshenke kiando roboshokula ye. Mando roboshoku roboshenke kiyando roboshaka. Eli mando karianda Brocos tolobojaka karianda. Mando roboshokula ke keriende brokostolo karianda. Mando kariente kariante brokostolo bojokura Mando karianda Brokos bo. God, pray, O oh God, for grace to handle change. Ebon de Liban Darianda, Enkelibron Corobo Jokola Yeke Kerien, Karianda, Brokos Tolobo, Mondura Yeke keriende Brokos Tolobo ndarianda, Mondorobo Joko Corobo Jokoraje, Mandorobo Jokora keriende Kerien de Brokos and Mandorobo Yeke Father help me, O oh God, help me, O oh God, Marebos Sikando Roboshti. Father we thank you God we bless you God we glorify your name Father now the last prayer point that you want to pray is a prayer for sensitivity to the Holy Spirit if somebody asks me what, what, what do you think now is the best thing that can happen to a child of God Without any doubt, I would be saying for that child to have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. To be able to sense the divine pleasure and the divine displeasure. And that's what Paul had that took him to the completion of his own assignment. As he began his second missionary journey in Acts the 16th chapter. The Bible says from verse 6, Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, preaching the word is a good thing. So, of course, the natural tendency was, wow, we can go into Asia. And incidentally, it's not Asia as in India, Pakistan. It's it's Asia as in Turkey. That's what, what they were talking about. So, that's a good place it's open territory let's go and preach the word there and that's how many make, make mistakes because they are calculating it with their, in their minds and why did the spirit forbid him from going I have no idea maybe he would have died there maybe whatever heaven was preparing as his protection was not ready but the spirit forbade him from going aren't you grateful that he could sense that the spirit was forbidding him May you sense whenever the Spirit is saying, don't go, turn back, don't answer. And the Bible says, after they had come to Mysia, My- they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them as well. The Spirit said no. And that's how we live our lives, especially in this new The Spirit is ordering our steps. Go, stop, no, say, don't say, sign it, don't sign it, invest, don't invest. Thank God for Warren Buffett and all the many others who are predicting all kinds of investment. But what am I going to do with Warren Buffett if I have the Holy Spirit? Even Warren Buffett, as successful as he has, has had bad days. The Spirit of God never has a bad day. And he says, so passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And then in Troas, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. The first night probably he slept in Troas. And in the vision, he saw a man from Macedonia, begging him to come and preach in Macedonia. And when he woke up, he thought, that's the Lord. Now, why is this so important? Macedonia was in Europe. The gospel was confined to Asia. But in God's plan, God was about to open up Europe to Paul. And Paul was saying, just give me a few more cities here. God said, I have a bigger plan for you. I'm saying to you, God has a bigger plan for you. Hear the spirit of God. It's bigger than what you've written down in your to-do for 2021 or 2022. He had the spirit of God And so he obeys And in obeying He sets foot in Europe And because he obeys He also has an encounter with Luke Dr. Luke Who becomes his personal physician On the journey And who also experiences what he wrote for us in the Acts of the Apostles and penned the Gospel of Luke. All this was happening just because he heard the Spirit of God. And then when they arrive in Europe, you know the story. They meet Lydia and they preach to her and the church, she becomes the first convert in Europe and the church takes off. Oh God, may God help us not to miss the plan. Will you pray and say, Holy Spirit, please, this is my heart's desire, that I am sensitive to you, that I hear you, that I sense your promptings, that I sense when you're prodding me, that your voice controls me, that I am totally yielded to you, yielded completely to you. Absolutely yielded. Because it's, it's in yielding that you have divine encounters. It's in yielding that you have encounters with those who will help your destiny. Thank God that Paul had that he wasn't to go into Asia. He wasn't to go. He wasn't to. He wasn't to go into Bithynia, as good as it looked. Our prayer is that. You won't judge with your eyes. You won't hear with your ears. But you will do what the Spirit asks you to do. Go on, will you lift your voice and pray that prayer? Look, this prayer, I'm asking you to pray it from the depths of your being. That Holy Spirit, I want to go on this journey with you. I don't want to go on my own. Rebeseke keriende brokostolobo jokuraie ke keriende, mando robojaka karianda brokostolobo. Remande brokuramande irianda brokostolobo jokuraie, mando robojaka karianda brokostolobo. O oh God of mercy, sanki yanto robojaka, haribazo kurobojokuraie keriende. O God help me, Zambrundo kuraie ke. Holy Spirit, whatever I have to do, give me the grace to do so that I'm yielded, submitted to you, Spirit of the living God, that I hear you. I don't want to ever take a step again without you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, God. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, these prayer points are prayer points for you to take home and press into them. Yeah, we, we'll pray corporately. But believe me, it is the work that is done in secret that is rewarded openly. And let's end on this note. And what is this note? I want you to pray with me that the wind of the Spirit will be behind you and behind His church. And there's a graphic example in the natural sense that will help you understand this spiritual truth. In the same chapter, Acts 16, when Paul obeyed, and they set sail from Troas to go to Macedonia. The Bible says in verse 11, or verse 11 and 12, Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace. May your course be straight. I declare that your course is straight. And the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city from, for some days. Now when he says they ran a straight course, what he meant was that it was smooth sailing. It was a good day to go. The weather was right. The sea was right. As a sailor, when he says that we ran a straight course, what he means is that the wind was in our sails. And a journey that apparently was 156 miles, they did in two days. Now, that journey, if you look at verses chapter 20, verse 5 and 6, you will find out that when he was now coming back, because there was no hurry, that journey took them five days. But when he aligned with the Spirit to go on the assignment, the journey of 156 miles took him 2 days. Paul says it was so good that he wrote for he, that that Luke wrote because Luke was accompanying him. Luke wrote for us in Acts of the Apostles. We ran a straight course. May you run a straight course. May the wind of the spirit be behind you. May the wind of the spirit take the sails of the church to where it should go. John, will you just pray that for yourself that Father Help me to run a straight course. Help me to run a straight course. Help me to run a straight course. You see, a straight course means that things happen quickly. A straight course means that there is speed. A straight course means that there is an acceleration. A straight course means that the, the, the elements are right. The circumstances are right to fulfill God's purpose and God's assignment. Father, we just thank you for straight courses in our life, oh God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wind of your Spirit in our sails, O God. So that supernaturally, Father, we achieve more than we could have ever hoped to achieve. And we will know it's by your Spirit. Over every child of yours that is in this place with me, or on any prayer platform that is joined to us, I pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit to be behind you. I pray that you will run a straight course. I declare that there's an acceleration concerning what God wants to do with you. I declare that you will move faster than you could have ever ever thought you will move. It will happen quicker than you could have ever thought it will happen. Father, we bless you, O God, for a straight course. So that a five-day journey becomes a two-day journey. We thank you and we praise your name. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. Go on. Let's spend a minute just to thank the Spirit of God. Thank the Holy Spirit for what he's doing in your life. Thank him for this season. Go on from the bottom of your heart. In your own words, thank him, thank him, thank him. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your faithfulness, Heavenly Father, we bless you o God. And Father, we take this opportunity to pronounce a blessing over the offering that is received. We ask, O God that Father, your spirit will breathe, O God upon the coffers from which they come. We dare to believe you for some amazing things, O God. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus name amen I mean I want to share this testimony as I come to a close um, of someone that I that that I know very well um, who uh, woke up a few days ago and money had been transferred to his account yeah thousands of pounds now of course you know you panic because you're wondering where where did this money come from I mean why do, why 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 do I have thousands of pounds in my account uh, those of you here Anybody here who would like that Let me see your hands Just wake up This is a true story Very true story Someone who's very close to me And so he panicked You know was what, thousands of pounds doing in my account And there was no letter No nothing But there was a reference So he googled the reference To find out you know What was this, what's this reference And it was there online You know the reference took him to a site Apparently the the, the the finance company for his old car. Not the, not the new car. He has, he, has, he has given up the car. <laughs> may, may God work on your behalf. He has given up the car and bought a new car and forgotten about the old car. Unknown to him, the finance company had been taken to court and had lost and had been told to refund all the money that they had collected they didn't even have the courtesy to write him to say we lost the case we have been told to refund I guess in anger they just sent the money into his account may somebody bless you in anger may somebody bless you because they are just irritated that God has boxed them into a corner God bless you amen let's give uh, and and, and God bless you as you do so and let's look forward to 6am on the prayer platform tomorrow Um, 7.30 here but most importantly your prayer closet your prayer your prayer room what you do in secret God rewards openly amen god bless you